thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome today. We're so glad you're joining us. We invite you to get your Bible, get a notepad, take notes because we're believing for God to say something to you that's going to answer something for you. Amen. And uh, we're hungry for the word, aren't we? I mean, we're hungry, 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 and it is so good. We've been starting the last several episodes teaching on this divine flow called boldness. And uh, let's look again at Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 6. This is the Amplified Classic Translation. It reads, So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, The Lord is my helper. Look at that. Boldly say, The Lord is my helper. What's that? When we see this word boldness, we also built into this is confidence. Yes. That when you're confident about something, you can be bold in that, right? So uh, we confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. My goodness. Where is there, where's there any room for failure in that? Right? The Lord is my helper. Notice it doesn't say he's my doer. We're to do the word, but he helps us in our doing of the word. So the Lord is my helper. Look at the next phrase in the Amplified Classic. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? So we see this, that boldness is the absence of fear. That's what boldness is. It's the absence of fear. And when we are living this life fearless, life looks different for us. It looks different. And we're invited to live fearless. And we can be bold, confident. Now, when we, as we've said in previous episodes, when we talk about boldness, we're not talking about a personality characteristic because there are people who have a bold personality. That's not what we're talking about. Uh, That's not a negative, but that's not this. This boldness comes from skill with the word. This boldness comes from knowledge of the word. This boldness comes from who you know. Amen. Amen. That you know he's in you and he's working through you and for you. When you have a confidence in that, you can be bold in the face of opposition. You can be bold in the face of challenges because you know you're not facing this alone. Now, I want to again read in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. This was when the transition in Joshua's life. He was not now serving Moses any longer. He had been a faithful servant to Moses, but Moses has gone to heaven now. And Joshua is promoted into the place that Moses used to occupy. And God is telling him how to succeed. Verse 9, he says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong 
and of a good courage. What's he talking about? Boldness. Be bold. Then he says this, be not afraid. That's how you're going to have courage. That's how you're going to be bold. Refuse fear. Resist fear. Reject fear. Be not afraid, neither be ye dismayed. Many times when we find this word dismayed, we see it representing the word, if I could say this in our terms today, we don't don't normally say don't be dismayed. Uh (laughs) Um, It would be likened to depressed. If someone is dismayed, they're depressed about a situation many times. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear in. Neither be dismayed. Don't be depressed. Don't be overcome by what's against you. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Now that's why we can be bold. Because of who's in us. Now see, he was, he was with Joshua. He's with us, but even better, he's in us. Under the New Testament, you always have to run Old Testament through the New Testament for us. Uh, because we have what they had in the Old Testament, but more, but better. So God is with us, but he's also in us. And that's why we're bold. That's why we can say no to fear. That's why we can refuse depression. No, because I I will not forget who's in me. Amen. And uh, in Hebrews 13, 6, remember, I boldly say, The Lord is my helper. So because he's in us, we won't be bold until we declare he's working for us. Amen. Amen. And as we said, boldness is a spiritual force. It is not a personality characteristic. And God told Joshua, be confident, be bold. Why did he tell him that? It takes boldness to fulfill God's plan for your life. Why? You're going to face opposition. Face opposition from the enemy, face opposition from uh, people that would try to oppose you. You're going to have to stay true to what the one in you said. That's boldness. Don't move, don't look to the right, don't look to the left. That's what God told Joshua in verse 7, Joshua 1, verse 7. He says, Don't look to the left, don't look to the right. In other words, stay on course. There's always going to be something off to the side that's going to try to distract you from staying on course. And it's boldness to say, I'm not going that way. I know you. You think I ought to go that way. And you're talking about people. People will try to tell you, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. Um, Well, what you need to do is follow what God tells you to do. And that takes boldness sometimes to tell people that you love. I can't do what you're saying. I have to stay true to what God's dealing with me about. You have to remember this. And I'm talking about those who are of the age of accountability. I'm not talking about young children you're training. But I'm talking about as someone is coming into their adult years and they are now accountable to God Mm -hmm. for obeying his plan for their life. Um, You have to realize this, that not everyone you love that's around your life heard what you heard. God's talking to you about your life and aunts and uncles might not hear (laughs) what you've heard. And God expects us to live by what he said to us. And it takes boldness sometimes to look at people you love and say, I love you, but I can't go against what's in my heart. And that's what God was telling Joshua. You're going to have to, in the face of millions of people who are opinionated, (laughs) 
they think you ought to do this or they think you ought to do that, but you're going to have to stay with what I tell you. Stay with what's in your heart and that takes boldness. Yes. Amen. And two, the devil will tell you mind. Don't go this way. You'll fail if you go this way. It takes boldness in your spirit to say, I'm not letting fear dictate. I'm going to follow what's in my spirit. It's easier to have a flow of boldness when you're full of the word and full of the spirit. Boldness is a flow of fullness. When someone is not full of the word, they're not full of the spirit, their their boldness is going to, if I could say this, not be, they're not going to be as bold as they ought to be in the face of opposition. And uh, we said this, um, we said this in a previous episode, boldness is the absence of fear. You run fear out Mm -hmm. and I guarantee you'll be bold with what God put in your heart. Boldness will go beyond mental reasoning because your mind will tell you, oh, don't do that. Oh my goodness. Because uh, it it might look like in the natural, the natural should not, you should not do that. I like what one definition, this is the dictionary definition of boldness. It says beyond the usual limits of conventional thought or action. Let me give you an example of boldness. Um, My husband and I had a a home on the market years ago that we were trying to sell. There was another house that we were just looking. We were just in the region looking at homes that were available, but we, in our own thinking, were not ready to buy because our previous home hadn't sold. So we're just looking to see what's out there. We're not looking to purchase. But one day when we were just out looking, we walked onto a certain property and God spoke to my husband and said, buy this house. Conventional thought. Mm-hmm. See, remember the, di- the dictionary said beyond the usual limits mm-hmm. of conventional thought or action. Conventional thought and action will limit you if God's t- said to do something different. Now, yes. let me tell you this. You walk by good sense mm-hmm. until God says right. something yeah. different. Yes. Yes. So good. good sense to us was you don't buy the next house till you sold the previous home because you don't want to get stuck paying on two homes. That's conventional thought. That's good to have that thought. But if God says something, then that overrides everything you could have planned for yourself. Why? Because God's thinking is always higher. Stay with just natural wisdom, good, good, good sense, Reasons, but when God says something yes. different, yes. you always go with what God says. Amen. Always, Amen. always. Yes. And so to be bold, sometimes you have to go against what your own mind is telling you. Right. So we walked onto this house. We were just looking at it, not intending at all to consider buying it, just looking. But when we walked onto the property, it dropped in my spirit. This is the house. Now, I didn't say anything to, to my husband because um, the thing is, I want him to hear. I don't want him to hear me. I want him to hear God. And sometimes it can cloud if people are doing all the talking into the one who makes the final decision. And so I walked in, I go, and, and two, I was thinking, I, I, it seemed right, this is the house, but in my own thought, we're not ready to buy it because we need to sell the previous home. So it seemed good to me when we walked on the property, but also when my husband walked on the property, God said, buy this house. And it said, okay, I will. 
when the other house sells. What is that conventional thought? Yes. It's right. Listen, it's yes. good to walk by, yes. by good sense. Right. That's what you walk by until God says something different. Yes. But once he says something different, that trumps everything. It overrides everything you figured out. Yes. And so... Ed said back to God, I will buy this when this house sells, when the, uh, when the previous home sells. And God's, God said, buy it now. In other words, don't wait for the previous home to sell. Yeah. Now, see, you don't do something like that until you've heard. But if you've heard, you can be bold. Yes. Why? Because you're, you're going by what the helper said. You're not going by what your own affection said. Yes. Your own uh, want to. Yes. <laughs> No, I heard from God. So you can be bold to say, evidently, the supply will be there to fund both houses. And it was. And I'm so grateful God led us that way because then when my husband went home to be with the Lord, I was already in the next home. And God did not leave that on my plate for that move to happen after he left. We did that before he left. And so God had me perfectly set up for the next season of my life. But it took boldness to go against conventional thinking. Conventional thinking is not wrong until God says something. Amen? Amen. Walk by conventional thinking until until the Word shows you something different or God says something different. I wouldn't tell anybody else to go out, well, you can just go ahead and buy the next house you want. It doesn't matter if the other house hadn't sold yet. No, that's what God said to us. That's not the way He's telling everybody else to do it. Everybody has to hear for themselves how God's directing them. But when you've heard, you can be bold. Amen. Amen. Boldness comes from knowing what he said to you. Amen. Uh, But fear hinders boldness. It seeks to shut you from moving on what God said to you. Fear seeks to shut you down. So whenever fear comes... You've heard some, you've heard from God because I guarantee you, we had discussions. Well, this is going to be picking up another expense. And we already felt like we were stretched. But if God says to do it, he knows we had the faith for it. And so I, we had to put down the natural reasoning. Why? Because natural reasoning will open the door to fear. If you lean to that instead of leaning to what God said. Amen. So how do, how, do you, uh, how do you walk in boldness? Run fear out. Amen. You tell fear what God said. Right. When fear comes, tell it what God said yes. to you. Amen. No, no devil. Uh, God said to buy this house. We're perfectly safe in buying this house. Amen. We are fully supplied. Why? Because what God says is the help that we need. But you have to put that help in your mouth. You have to tell your need what God says. Amen. 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 So the bolder you are in saying what God says, the more you're going to keep the door shut to fear. Because I guarantee you, if you want, if fear can't get in one door, it'll go around the house and try to get in through a window. You know what I mean? It'll try to come in. But when you're boldly declaring every day, no, this is what God said. This is what God said. This is what God said. You're not having to run fear out. You're keeping fear out. Fear's not getting in when you boldly say what God said to you because he's your helper. Amen. Um, turn with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 6 and Verse 20, Ephesians 6, verse 20, Paul was asking 
them to pray for him. In this letter in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse th- chapter 1 and chapter 3 is recorded prayers that Paul prayed for them, but in Ephesians 6 verse 20 Paul is telling them what to pray for him. So Paul asked them to pray for him, and this is what he said. Now see how smart. He didn't just say pray for me. He told them what to pray. Why? Because you don't want people just praying any old thing. You wanted to pray revelation, right? So he told them what to pray for him. He said, pray that I may declare it, talking about the word, boldly and courageously as I ought to do. So notice this. He's saying in delivering the word, in preaching the word, there's a way it needs to be delivered. Yes. It needs to be delivered yes. boldly. What's that mean? No fear in it. Yes. No, no, not afraid to say what God says. Amen. Why? Because when God tells you to say something, that's where people's help is. Yes. And the devil will try to get you to back down from saying the truth because the devil doesn't want people to hear their help. He wants, he wants the preacher to compromise. So as believers, you need to be praying for your pastors. Father, I pray that you would give unto my pastor doors of utterance to, would be opened unto him and he would open his mouth boldly as he ought Amen. to make known the mystery of the gospel. Listen, there's a way the word ought to be delivered. Amen. And it's in boldness. Amen. Amen. In utterances, you hear answers. When your pastor has the utterances of heaven in their mouth, you're going to hear answers for your life. So the devil tries to, if I could say this, back ministers down from delivering those utterances because the devil doesn't want people hearing their answers. So notice this boldness, the flow of boldness can be helped through our prayer life. He told pray that I declare it boldly so we can pray for one another's boldness. What is that? Father, that you're, that they have courage within them. And that comes from God. I mean, I love something that one minister, Dr. Lester Summerall talked about when he was a young man. Um, he, he was raised up off of his deathbed at the, I think he was 17 years old. He was dying of tuberculosis. He had been running from God all the, all his teenage years, found himself on his deathbed and God dealt with him about getting right with him and about the call on his life. And so when he agreed with God, he was raised up supernaturally off his deathbed. The next day, all that tuberculosis was gone. Um, but he said there was still in him fear. Uh, because of um, his dad did not agree that he should, as this young man, leave the house and just go out on the, go out on the, traveling, just out preaching. Yeah. And so his dad had basically said, you're not doing that. And he said, when I get home from work, I'll deal with you when I get home. And Dr. Summerall, as a young 17-year-old, knew I can't, I'm, I can't be home when, I, when he gets off work. I've got to go out and obey God. So he said, after his dad had said, be home, I'm going to deal with, handle you when I get home tonight. Dr. Summerall, as a young man, went up to his bedroom and started praying. And he said, while he was praying, God led him over to the book of Isaiah and talked to him about, I'll go with you. I'll be with you. Fear not. And he said, when I read that verse, he said, fear left me. The fear, he says, I was fearful as a young man. He said, 
that, that word getting in me ran fear out of me. And he says, I was never fearful another day in my life. Yeah. And listen, I don't know if you've ever listened to his ministry, read any of his materials, heard any of his sermons, but you talk about a spirit of faith. Yes. You talk about boldness. Yes. He, he was an apostle to the nations. Yes. But see, that boldness came in him because his mother prayed for him. Yes. Yes. For years, because she knew he was called. All the time he was running from God, she knew he was called. I'm firmly convinced her prayers are what made a difference, yes. that that boldness came in him and ran fear out. Amen. Amen. Fear comes to shut down your boldness. Yes. Amen. You say, why is that? Well, let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. It reads, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Notice this, at the throne, at the throne of grace, we obtain mercy and we find grace to help us with what we're facing. Now, there's a way to come to that throne. Come boldly. Yes. Come Amen. boldly. Amen. To come boldly means don't come sin conscious. Amen. Don't come mindful of all the t- things I've done wrong, all the places I've missed it. Sin consciousness is an enemy to your righteousness. Yes. When you are righteous conscious, you're mindful of what Jesus did for you and not mindful of where you've missed it. That's right. That's right. Amen. Come boldly mm-hmm. under the throne of grace that you may obtain. See, it's all about obtaining. Yeah. It's yes. all about obtaining. Yes. There are people who, they, if I could say this, they don't know how to obtain what's theirs. Mm-hmm. If we are going to live under this sin consciousness, always mindful of our weaknesses, our faults, our failures, we'll never be bold. Why? Fear and condemnation will hold us out of the place of obtaining. Come boldly. If you're going to come boldly, what's that mean? You know you belong. You know I belong at the throne. Not because I've done everything right, but because Jesus did everything right and his rightness he credited to me. Therefore, I'm right because I'm in him. And I can come boldly and lay hold. Listen, when you know you've missed it and you know you've made a mess of things, people generally will not be bold to say, I lay hold of that with my faith. I lay hold of my answers. I lay hold of my help with my faith. They won't. They won't be bold when all they're thinking of is where they've missed it. Boldness is key to obtaining. Boldness is important to obtaining. And if, we, if we're walking boldly, that's a sign that we're walking in our righteousness. Yes. When people aren't bold, it's because they're living many times under condemnation and fear mm-hmm. of right. where they've that's missed right. it, what they've done wrong. Yes. Effective praying involves boldness. Yes. Getting results in your prayer life involves boldness. Yes. You have to boldly know what the Word says, yeah. boldly know what God will do. and boldly know that you are qualified to be at the throne laying hold of answers because Jesus made you righteous. Amen. 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 Lack of boldness is lack of knowledge. Amen. Where do we get boldness from? Now, go with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. 
Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12. It reads this, in whom, talking about Jesus, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Look at this. Where does our boldness come from? Him. Yeah. Him. Yeah. It's his boldness. How bold was Jesus That's good. when yeah. he was on this earth? I tell you what, he was bold. Yes. It, because of his boldness, people got miracles. Because of his boldness, people got healings. Because of his boldness, people were raised from the dead. Because of boldness. Amen. I'm looking here because I think I bypassed something I wanted to share with you because there's, um, and I, I may need to go to, yeah, I'm going to need to go to the next uh, episode. My goodness, you don't want to miss the next episode because, oh, we're going we're gonna to talk about something. But Jesus' boldness became other people's help. Yes. Yes. How could he be bold? He knew his father. Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. How could he be bold? He knew what his father said to him. Yes. He said, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. How, as, as we've said, boldness is not a flow of your personality. Yes. This boldness that we're talking about. There may be people who have a characteristic of boldness in their personality, but that's not, that's not what we're talking mm -hmm. about. We're talking about a spiritual force mm -hmm. yes. that will not be moved, will not be shaken off of what God says. You lay hold of what God says and you say, I don't care what opposition comes. This is what God said. That's boldness. Yes. You have to know what he said. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, because he was bold, people were rescued. Yes. Amen. Things were set on course yes. in people's lives. Right. How about the time, you know, um, Jesus was meek, but meek doesn't mean inactive and passive and permissive toward wrongdoing. Think about when he went and he observed one day in the temple at Jerusalem that they were turning it into a marketplace, meaning there were business deals going on that people that were coming to worship God and to offer sacrifices, businessmen were off in the corner working deals with one another. You sell them this, I'll sell them that. And they're lining their pockets and leaving. They're making business off of that. Jesus went in there in his boldness. The next day after he observed that, he went in there and started flipping over tables, baby. We flipping it. Why? It, that wasn't his personality. That was something of force on the inside of him. He only did what he saw his father do. He only said what he heard his father say. He heard it first from God. Then he went out and did it. That was boldness. Rescued that place. Rescued the flow of that. Why? Because people needed the right flow in that temple. They didn't need it. people uh, using God's temple for their own monetary gain. Well, anyway, praise the Lord. You don't want to miss next time. We got more. We're going to go further with it. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Jesus gave us the key to his success. He stayed with the plan that God gave him to fulfill. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, God the Revealer of Secrets, you will learn how to know God's perfect will for your life and how to accomplish that divine plan. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org.
This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.